0: rpg lessons learned when the game is over when your players are gone that's when lessons are learned we're at rpg ll podcast on twitter instagram and facebook rpg ll podcast at gmail.com and check us out online at rpg lessons hi welcome to rpg lessons learned the show where you can learn from our mistakes uh today i've got brian with me hey dusty how's it going it's weird that I say I've got you with me when I'm in your house, in your studio, recording on your equipment. Eh. Eh. I feel like I'm the showrunner for some reason, even though you do most of the work, most of the editing.
1: Not not for this episode.
0: Not for... Well, that's the only reason I said most. You used to do 100% of the editing. And now that I'm editing the, the APs and you just do the, the front and back bumper, I say just, I didn't mean that pejoratively, um, I, I feel like I'm taking on at least some of the editing. But I've said it before, I just want to say it again, Brian... Thank you for all the the tremendous amount of work you do to bring RPGLL out there.
1: Well, Dusty, thank you for being a friend.
0: (laughs) Um, Likewise. Likewise. All right. Mushy stuff over. Mushy stuff over. Uh, Got another episode of the Vampire, the Masquerade um, campaign that I ran for Chris and Nathan that I want you to have a listen to. But first, should we talk about last week?
1: Yeah. Remind us what happened last week.
0: And we're saying last week. We went two weeks without episode. Yeah, what happened two weeks ago? What happened last episode? Um, Last episode, we we did the whole intro to their characters are vampires. So a a bit of a prologue, a bit of a lead-in. Let them inhabit their characters a bit. Let them play with their characters a little bit. And let them have that scene that we all know from every vampire movie so well, where the character kind of comes to grips with being a vampire and, and letting them experience that Uh, and we left with them uh on a mission now to go find this mysterious jack person because now that they've discovered that they're vampires they need to discover the broader vampire society and that's where we left last week and that's what we're going into this week all right let's have a listen
2: And did you get a post-it note about some dude named Jack in the sanctuary? Yep. What is that? Don't know. I was
0: hoping you did. All right. Do you guys want to eat first or find Jack first? Uh, I'm I am good. good. I, I need say, to eat. You need to eat? Okay. Let's go ahead and establish your blood level. Okay. So you have um, – I'm just going to give you – I'm going to say you're hungry. Okay. So you have less than five blood. I don't know if you're 1, 2, or 3. Okay,
2: so it goes from left, or it goes from
0: left is. Yeah, you you mark off left to right. Yeah, so you mark you. off on the right, like and you, a, move, you move your way left as you mark. I got, got it. No. So you certainly mark off the first 5. Yep. And I want each of you to roll 1d6. If it's a 1 or a 2, only mark off the first one in Hungary. If it's a... Sorry, if it's a one, two, or three, mark off the first one. If it's a four, five, or six, mark off the first two. Under hungry. Three. All right, so just mark off the first one and hungry. That's a five. So we're gonna go from. So all three. of these are marked off. Oh, okay. I'm and you're marking mark off that one too. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I'm you sorry. Go, I had a five. What does that put me? Um, you're gonna mark off the first seven, dude. And the are eight. Oh. So you, but you're both hungry. Hungry, by the way, means that you have to make a frenzy check at temptation. Temptation, in this case, basically means naked blood.
2: Like what I went through earlier.
0: Yes. All right. We're actually going to hunt properly according to the rules. So um, if you check out the rules for hunting, first you've got to locate a victim. Locating a victim is a mental role. Difficulty varies by the location, and there are examples... So tell me where you're going to hunt. And you can see the difficulties there, and and it's intuitive. Nightlife, there are people out there looking to make bad decisions, looking to go home with somebody. So nightlife, you know, that's pretty easy. Downtown area, you're going to find your homeless people, whatever. Downtown is one one step up in difficulty because you're out on the street, and these may not be people looking to engage with people, but it's still not that hard. Um, It gets a little harder in your uptown areas, your more upscale areas, suburbs things like that
2: where would where would uh, um, I guess we're downtown right looking for a homeless person yeah pretty much I still I still have the phone number of that girl I bet should I I call her no she's freaked out right now how hungry are you I'm pretty hungry I'll
0: wait but I I need a decision what do you what do you want to do Would,
2: so, nobody's come knocking at your door about you eating the homeless dude, right? No. Okay, let's let's do a homeless dude.
0: All right, Edward, go ahead and make your mental roll to locate a victim for yourself. That's
2: me. Sorry. sorry uh, that's you, yes. It's a three dice because it's downtown. Okay.
0: Well, no, no. no. <clears throat> sorry. The number of dice is your mental. Oh. How many mental do you have? Oh, dirt. Four. Okay, so it's four dice. The d S a D C. The difficulty is three. Gotcha. So anything above a three oh, is got a success. It. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So I got you. It. Oh okay, yeah. I got you. Makes sense. All of them. Yeah, so, I do pretty good.
0: Oh awesome. Yeah, you easily in fact, you know what? With with three successes, you find a pair of victims. Yeah. For awesome you two success. to share. Alright, so now you can feed. So you found yeah. a victim. I'm um, just gonna give you feeding. So feeding you can drain one blood level per turn. Humans have ten blood levels. At five, they've got to be hospitalized. Um, at If you take them all, they're killed. So how many blood levels are you going to take? Look at your blood on your character sheet yeah. and decide how much you're going to take.
2: I need four. You need three, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, because yes. you had seven So I yes. need four. You need three. Oh. But I don't know that I necessarily need to get like all the way over, right? But
0: You want to get out of hungry, certainly, but everything else is up to you.
2: Let's, uh. Well, alright. I'll
0: okay. take four. Yeah. Okay. I'll take four as well. Okay, so you each take four. Go ahead and erase four of those markings. Mm-hmm. Alright. So you each got four blood. Um, what mm-hmm. about this jack fella? Um, go ahead and make me, by the way, a mental roll on Sanctuary. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. always a DC four by default. Yeah. Noob. Nope. Got it. Okay. You, how many successes? Two successes. Oh, Sanctuary is a club. It's a club downtown.
2: Okay. Awesome. Now I feel a lot better. I feel a lot better. I feel, like, just energized. Mm-hmm. Bro, why wasn't I doing this before? Like, I... You weren't a vampire. Yeah, like... But no, what I mean is when I was a vamp, vampire but What's didn't realize... What's your mental trait? Two. Okay. All right. Yeah. You're role-playing it. I'm, yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. You were awfully preachy, as I recall. I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to go the real route, and, or the uh, uh, less l- illegal route, less felonies route, I guess. But I guess it doesn't matter if we're vampires. We're not human. Who do we care? Holy crap. We're vampires. Do whatever we want. Can I fly? Try you should try. It. You're immortal, probably. Uh, this let's is, find out. Let's find out. This is going to be a Hancock situation. It's not going to end well, and be a bad movie. It was a fantastic movie. I push him off the side of the building.
0: <laughs> Do I float? Does this happen? He
2: pushes me off the side of, like I'm guessing it's a two-story building,
0: like a What's parking garage or something like that. Uh, three. Same as him. Okay, you're gonna lose three health. So go ahead and mark off three health for me. You're a dick. I'm the older stepbrother. It's my job. Um, By the way, you see those two in Fortitude that are grayed out? Yeah. You don't have those. So mark off the two light and one medium. Okay. So you're now going to lose one die on everything you do. You learn something very valuable from this experiment. What's that? Which is that you can take damage. You're not immortal. You're not impervious to to wounds, even mundane wounds. We're not
2: immortal. I think you figured that out. Do I know that I can spend the blood to restore health? When you get
0: hurt, I bet it's instinctive to do that. Yeah, okay.
2: I'm going to do that. Okay. One blood, so that way it's not...
0: That way you get back to life? Yeah, exactly. All right, fair enough. How about this sanctuary place, guys? Yeah, let's go to the sanctuary, man. Wait. Yeah, I'm dressed for it. Let's do this. All right. You get to the sanctuary. We're talking... Remember, 1997, lots and lots of black denim. I mean, black denim jackets, black denim. Black denim everywhere.
2: And a lot of uh, uh, Rachel hair, I would imagine.
0: Some Rachel hair, for sure. I think of that more early 90s. Um, It's kind of a metal bar slash biker bar wannabe type thing. So when I say black denim everywhere, I mean like black denim sleeveless jackets, you know, black t-shirts underneath. (sighs) A lot of guys with, like, long hair, maybe black rags tied in the hair. A lot of sunglasses at night. Yeah.
2: I'm wearing a turtleneck. I was going to say, yeah, what are you wearing? I'm wearing a black turtleneck. That's
0: pretty close. We're talking, like, concrete floors, exposed ductwork, neon, you know, beer signs everywhere. Pool table, classic
2: bar. So just a level set. I used to have a corporate job before this whole thing happened. And I'm now deciding to go third shift at some random industrial complex. So this is a lot different than what I'm used to. So
0: let's have fun. Let's do this. So I've been I've been focused on Zep for a while. So Edward, Eduardo, Eduardo. Oh, the U model over sounds kind of at the end. It is C. Changing. Yeah, Eduardo. C. Yeah. C. You're in the same bar with your stepbrother. How you know? What do you do? How do you try to find Jack?
2: Uh, well, I'll look around and see if i see him, first of all.
0: You don't see anyone that's wearing name tags that say Jack. Okay, so that's out.
2: That's good. good, good plan. Let's gone. Yeah. Mm. You know where we can find Jack? I just walk up to a random bouncer or something like that and just ask. To a bouncer? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Hey, do um, you know where we can find Jack? What do you, what know do you we, want with Jack? Uh... I, I think we were told to
0: find Jack. Brother, I think you were looking for Jack and shit. And Jack left town. Why don't you get the hell out of here? Uh,
2: do you mind if I... I got an open tab. Do you mind if I just at least like stay in... You just walked few- in here. I didn't
0: see you open a tab. I've been watching you the whole time. I'm a bouncer. It's my job. You know what? Let me see some ID. All right.
2: I, I show my ID, which is obviously I'm 23.
0: Look. Go to the bar, order a drink, don't make any trouble, I'll let you stay and enjoy the music. That's fair.
2: So I'm watching all this from the bar. You are. I've ordered a Bloody Mary, because of course I did. Of course you did. Of course I did. No celery, because we wimps. And I asked the bartender, I'm shooting this a lady, it's a nice club. Sure. Sure. Hey. That makes I, sense. You know where I can find Jack. And I saw, like, a. Uh, how
1: much was the Bloody Mary? It was 97, mind
0: you. Oh, man, I have no idea how much an alcoholic beverage was in 97. I was 17. I'll say that's like six bucks. So, yeah, he totally dead. Come on now. <laughs> um, like, six bucks, even for Charlotte. No, how about five bucks? Cool. Even that seems steep. I saw the second five across. A second five, ooh. That's
2: 100% tip. Come on, that's pretty good.
0: Well, I, I guess that, okay, fair enough. She looks at the five, and she kind of looks at you, and she's like. I saw another five. Do you mean me, Jack? Yeah. Yeah. You mean you don't know Jack, but you're looking for him.
2: I'm trying to know Jack, so I don't know Jack. So can you show me the Jack?
0: Well, he's hard to miss. He's right over there. And she points you to a guy at a pool table that looks like the baddest guy in this place. And I don't mean he's the biggest, because he's not. Hmm. But he just looks supremely confident. Like 90's bad. 90's bad. The way he moves. I mean, everything about him... Is like Billy Ray Cyrus at the height of Billy Ray Cyrus when Billy Ray Cyrus was cool. That never happened. That, that happened. never happened. <laughs> that never <laughs> happened. <laughs> okay.
2: How about Don't Break My Heart? My achy breaky heart is not what you want to put in my head. He's like, like Lorenzo
0: Lamas and Rene yeah, Hale. got
2: it, understood.
0: Yep. He's like Duncan MacLeod in Highlander. Yep. We're talking long hair. Mm-hmm. The dude just carries himself like he knows how to yep. handle himself 90s style.
2: Like he looks like he's a bounty hunter on the weekends.
0: That, that's what he looks yeah, like. I got you. His hair is a little more unkept than everyone else's, but it still looks masculine and cool. Yeah, he's got the really big like Terminator sunglasses.
2: He doesn't have any male pattern baldness yet. He just looks like
0: a. Yeah, I feel you. Like... He's got some leather and denim on him, but you can tell, unlike with other people, it's not a costume. He wears it because he rides a bike, and right. it's legit. And these are weathered and worn in and they're his clothes. Okay. It's not a it's not a like going club and costume like other people around here. And that's Jack. Does so he have any
2: patches or anything like that?
0: Like on his jacket? Yeah. Um probably a couple. I, I would say he wouldn't have the classic one percenter biker patch or anything like that. Okay. It's ninety seven. The one percenter patch goes back to like the fifties dude. Oh, never mind then. Yep. Yeah. That tea party thingy. Eh? No, it's no not. Not oh no, 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 yeah. yeah, not a one percenter like like Occupy Wall Street. One percenter like uh, the Hell's Angels after World War II, when they were the one percent of society that was that that was violent and would kick your ass, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Boy, but they feel silly now. <laughs> it's a, it's a very different one percenter than we have today. Yes, he is. is it? Yeah, fun history lesson. Look it up.
2: Huh.
0: God, you're old. <laughs> uh, do can I tell this is the same guy from the other night? Do I recognize him? It is dude. definitely not the same guy the other night. Cool. I, Again, your memories of that night are blurry, but mm-hmm. this is not the guy.
2: I motion zip over and kind of gesture towards him. Call me Zip. I appreciate it. I actually like the fact that you call me Zip. Wait, what, That's that awesome. That name? It, no, it's Zip. Oh, of course not. But yeah. the fact that you call me Zip mm-hmm. just makes it like that much better because I'm the moron of the group. So to me, it's like, oh, he has a nickname for me. We are step bros. Okay. Totally in character. All right. Totally yes, in character. Yeah. Well, I'm going with. Thanks, man. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. So you motion me over there. That's okay. Jack.
0: Who takes the lead with the Jack conversation? I do, I guess. Yeah. Hey, heard you, Jack. Yeah. Uh,
2: Jack got a note from you, or got a note this morning, so we should come
0: find you. Well, what are a couple of fledglings like you looking for me for? You want an errand from the prince?
2: Hey, man, who are you calling Fledgling?
0: I know it's the Queen City, but come on now. Are you neonates, then? I don't, he, I don't do Tamagotchi. He leans close to you, and he does a straight up... You smell like a fledgling. I don't know how to
2: take that, sir, but I'm offended.
0: Is that a vampire thing? Is, is, is that, is whoa, that, whoa, that, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hmm. Whoa, this is not... Is that what yeah. we're doing here? We're in public here. The masquerade is in effect.
2: Okay, okay. So um, let's not public,
0: and you you explain this to us. All right, fine. I'll step into a back room. All Julius, right. take over for me. And he tosses his pool cue to a, to another. Of everyone in here dressed like a biker, he tosses the pool cue to another actual biker, and he takes you back to a back room. All right, Aaron boys. What's your errand?
2: Oh, said Jack. Find Jack. Here we are.
0: Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute.
1: I showed not post the note
0: Okay. You found me. Do you two know what you are? Vampires, I hope. Is there a different word you might use in polite society? Uh, bad dudes.
2: I, I killed a guy.
0: Who oh, made yeah. you? Who's your sire? We don't remember. Mm. How long have you been vampires? Uh, it's a couple weeks? Of yeah. Ha! I think it was God damn! You have no idea the world of shit that you're in. Hang on a minute. He steps out and he yells for bring a bottle. And uh, sure enough, someone brings a bottle and when she walks in he's like this is Sheila. You can talk freely around her. She's one of us. Thank you, Sheila. She leaves. That was the bartender, by the way. Oh. Ah. Jeez, guys. You are you are in some serious trouble. You are not you are vampires, but we don't call ourselves that. You're kindred. Okay. We're all kindred. And he grabs you two by the shoulder. I give him a hug. Are you saying that we're kindred spirits? That's what we call ourselves. We're the kindred. Okay. Vampire is a is a mortal word to describe something almost as old as mortality. But you, as of this moment, have been sentenced to death. Okay. We so... have rules in kindred society, traditions even. And the third one is the tradition of progeny. No vampire, no kindred shall create progeny without the permission of the city's prince. If you've been created, and you have no sire, you had no permission. There's no one to look after you. When the prince finds out, a blood hunt will be called on you, and every kindred in the city will be out to kill you.
1: Huh. Time to move.
2: So this
0: prince guy,
2: like, is there no way that we can talk to him and explain the situation that it wasn't our fault?
0: Well, you can try. But princes don't become princes by breaking the rules. These rules are older than he is by millennia.
2: Is there anybody above the prince? Like maybe like a king or a queen? It's like queen, king, ace. Nobody
0: above the prince. And the whole Camarilla is going to approve of letting fledglings with no sire live.
1: Is there
2: any way that we can get adopted as... I've been thinking about
0: a solution. Do you even know what the Camarilla is? Of course you don't. No. The Camarilla is polite vampire society. The Camarilla are the seven clans that bounded together. I'm not Camarilla. I'm an anarch. I am descended from those that first rebelled many thousands of years ago. I don't follow the Camarilla's rules. I hate to see vampires put to death, especially... To fine, upstanding gentlemen like yourself, make a mental roll, both of you. Mm-hmm. I fail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Three. Three successes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you can tell. You figured out that he is piecing together not just how to help you, but how to use the situation to his advantage. You see the look in someone's eyes Mm. when he's looking at a chessboard and all of a sudden a move he didn't see is revealed to him. Mm. So you know to watch out for some possible ulterior motives here. You also know that everything he's told you up till now is the truth. So it kind of puts you in a tough spot. Mm. If you leave here and don't take his advice and don't listen to him, you're probably going to die as soon as another vampire figures out what you are. I like this guy. He's right, in front of us. He's right in front of you. Uh, you haven't said that yet. Are, are you going to step away from, from Jack and ask for a moment to talk?
2: No, I'm literally right. looking like just slack-jawed, wide-eyed at this guy. Like,
0: This is what um, Zepp looks like when he, when he gets a man crush. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so, I
1: know what's going on. I know we don't have a choice. Like, what you got? Yeah.
0: Well, so fledglings with no sire, that's a problem. If we can convince the prince that you're neonates, that you're new vampires but allowed to move freely without your sire, and you introduce yourself, you know, you call upon the tradition of hospitality and announce your presence in his domain, then you'll be able to live in Charlotte without calling attention to yourselves as anything unusual. What clan are you?
2: Uh... Like Is a, there, like, a
0: tattoo that we would have gotten? It's like a plate thing? Like,
2: I don't, I don't he, know how
0: to know that. So you don't even know what clan you are. That makes sense. I can't remember the guy's name. He's looking at you, and he... he Zepp, he comes over to you, and he grabs both sides of your face, and he's, he's looking in your eyes really hard. And he's like, I can't tell. I can't tell. Tell me, have you fed? I mean, yeah. Have you healed? Yeah, yeah. So you've taken and used blood.
2: Yeah, it was just instinctual. It just happened. I was pushed or fell off of a two-story building, and it hurt. Fell down some stairs. I mean, I didn't die, thankfully, but yeah, it just happened. It was like, I don't know, it's like the reaction of whenever you have to sneeze and you just sneeze. You don't even think about it, you just do it.
0: Have you showed a predilection for any other abilities? You hear voices, you see things, talk to animals. We can do that. Evidently not. So, that makes you damned unusual. God damn, what a day. I think you two are Caleb. Clanless. Vampires created with no clan weaknesses. Just the weaknesses we all share to sun and silver.
2: So does that mean that I'm just a
0: generic vampire
2: or kindred?
0: Generic's a good word for it. I like that. Yes. Do
2: we just leave that in our character sheet blank or... But I don't
0: think you're thin-blooded. Thin-bloods can't use powers. I don't think you two are thin-bloods. Just generic vampires to borrow your word. How do you two feel about your ability to handle yourself in a fight?
2: I feel like I can do pretty well in a fight. Um, Oh, shit. How about you? I'd say I'm about a three out of four. Yeah, about three out of four.
0: Well, I can think of a way for you to convince the prince that you're a neonate.
1: Okay, awesome. I'll be honest with you, I haven't thought too deeply about the mechanics of this you know, system. It never really occurred to me that there would be eating and hunting mechanics. So that was like, I mean, it makes sense. They're vampires. But like, I never really thought I would hear my friends talking about looking for homeless people to eat.
0: (laughs) The game very quickly, how you get used to being a vampire or or you don't play this game? And the game is meant to ask some of those moral questions. Like, how do you feel about eating people? How do you feel about, you know, there's this metaphor in life of social Darwinism that most people find abhorrent. Well, what happens when that becomes real Darwinism and suddenly you're, you're, you're eating people, sentient, sentient beings to stay alive? Uh, the game asks those questions. Uh, my campaign doesn't linger on those questions, so uh, for those listening who were horrified by it, yeah, they, they get pretty used to, to eating people very quickly and we move on from that because that wasn't the question that I was asking with this campaign
1: yeah it's just one of those things like uh, i I think I would have a challenge with this, as we know, most of my characters are either like you know lecherous or they are totally paladins, and I don't as somebody who loves playing a paladin, I don't know that I could do this. There actually is a path forward.
0: we didn't explore it in this campaign. There is a path forward for vampires who don't want to eat people, uh, and there are rules, even in the little guidebook, even in that little nineteen ninety seven quick start rule set for feeding from animals. And how animals, there's flavor text about how it's generally less, less satisfying. Mechanically, animals differ from people because you recover fewer blood levels from them. So you'd have to eat more animals to equal one person. But Brian, if you wanted to play a noble paladin-like vampire, if you form a relationship with a butcher shop, that's probably entirely possible.
1: Ooh, maybe a sponsorship <laughs> butcher shop.
0: <laughs> We're moving into Twilight territory, right? Or the Twilight vampires... Only ate animals, um, but I think if I think some people, and evidently Stephanie Meyer is is among that crowd, need that separation, need that um, moralistic or ethical behavior in in their vampires, i.e., not killing people, to be able
1: to even see them as protagonists. Yeah, I, I, I to me, I, again, I, I really do think it would be a challenge to play, and I don't even know how you would have like a moralistic vampire. It's just so. Uh, contrary to my, you know, personal preconceived notions of what a vampire is?
0: Well, to your point, not so much in the quick start system, because there's not a tracker for it, but in the old vampire system, and certainly in the new fifth edition, but again, not super into that, um, there's this notion of humanity, and losing your humanity, and succumbing to the beast within. Even in the Vampire Bloodlines video game, there's this notion of, of losing humanity, and gaining humanity back through good deeds and a vampire hanging on to their humanity is a tough thing.
1: I could basically play as angel.
0: You could. I, I, in a lot of ways, the vampire system is meant for that kind of play where you struggle with these choices. And, you know, I'll openly admit here in our, at the end of our second episode in this campaign, again, I didn't explore that in my campaign at all. Um, We'll talk more about it in, in the third episode, but I was exploring something different.
1: Cool. Okay. So, uh, I mean, after we got past the eating the mechanics, uh, the guys were on the uh, hunt for Jack, uh, and they learned that he was in, in a club. Um, and you basically, they found him in, in basically in, in one corner of the, the club doing his own thing. And, you described him in your uh, DMing ways as looking sort of like Duncan McCloud from Highlander. Of course, I that resonated with me because, you know, as you know, that's a big thing for both of us. We both love Highlander. Um, but I couldn't shake that. So when you when you were RPing as him, he had this like sort of gruff voice that I, you know, just created mental discord with me with I, so I I just saw him as Duncan McCloud and who's kind of a suave character but he also at the same time said more like a biker he basically sort of talked to the guys and gave them some uh, information about sort of the vampire culture and uh, he gave his assessment of you know who and what they are based on the fact that they don't know they don't have a, the history they can point back to. And he really told them that um, there's a likelihood that they're going to be hunted down and exterminated because they don't have a sire. When you were playing this character, creating this character, how did you envision him, envision him? Because, again, I in my mind, he was like immediately – I was anchored on Duncan McCloud, and I couldn't get past that.
0: I ripped him off whole cloth from the video game. So in the video game and – and after we record this, Brian, I'll, I'll get you to pull up some YouTube videos – in the video game Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, Jack is that character. He's that NPC in the video game that that sort of teaches you the rules and and he sort of runs the tutorial mission. Like he's the one telling you how to use your powers in the video game and he has this gravelly voice. Uh, I was describing him as, you know, Duncan MacLeod in Highlander or Lorenzo Lamas in Renegade, not to emphasize that he's, you know, handsome or suave because the NPC is not portrayed that way in the video game, but just sort of to say, he's a long haired, tough guy. He's a long haired guy that you wouldn't want to mess with. And I was really trying to encapsulate, you know, the nineties, what's the most nineties description I can give for a long haired guy that you don't want to mess with. And Duncan McLeod's what popped to mind. So if if it made him sound suave, then my bad.
1: It's not a nineties character, but if, we're describing jack in in the terms that you are i guess i really sort of picture him now as say like sam elliott from roadhouse older long hair and a total badass that would have been really good that would have been a great description
0: um actually now as i consider it too in the way jack actually looks in the video game rob zombie would have been a great description there you go
1: that makes perfect sense but
0: you know how you're, you're in the moment you're gming you're trying to give imagery Um, And sometimes you find yourself, you're grasping for these images and you put them out there and, hey, if if I accidentally created the impression that Jack is suave and really handsome in the minds of Chris or Nathan, then they had a really concrete image of Jack. The fact that Jack, I didn't mean him to be handsome, doesn't really come up in the game. So I think it's fine. A, A good concrete image was really what I was trying to achieve. If it's a little off base and, and they see Jack a little differently than I do, no harm. Did you catch that the whole point I'll say of this episode, but of this portion of this session, Jack was really there to do all of the, oh no, what's that word? Um, exposition. Yeah. He was there to do all the exposition of, Hey, you're, you're part of this society and here are these other clans and here are the rules we abide
1: by and all that kind of stuff. He was there to do a lot of that. And, so yeah, I mean uh, that's that's how it came off. But at the same time, listening to it, I, I questioned: is what he, is what Jack is telling them is that actually the truth? Will they learn something different? Is this misdirection? I mean, I would assume that it's not, considering it, you know, it's so early on in the in in the game. But at the same time, uh, I also doubted him a little bit.
0: Man, what a fun idea that would be. So, so no, it is true. Everything is it's true. And I think people listening who are familiar with Vampire will know that. uh, Nathan played the video game. Chris certainly didn't. He was meant to, to give them that explanation of the world. What a fun notion, Brian, for a campaign where that first NPC you run into that sort of lays out the way the world works, what if they're either lying or they have a really skewed perspective and the characters sort of learn that over the course of the campaign and all of a sudden they have this sort of oh crap realization moment where they're like wait a minute we're the bad guys we've been killing good guys since the beginning it's just that the first person we met happened to have these fringe
1: beliefs or if you're me you might never figure it out yeah
0: interesting that's a what a great notion for a campaign but that's not what i was doing
1: oh okay that's cool so anything else you wanted to cover about this one
0: not really just uh again when i planned out this first session i wanted them to introduce the characters that was episode one I wanted them to learn about Vampire Society, that's episode two, and then we start getting into a little more of the meat of the campaign, and I start hinting at the broader themes of the campaign coming up in episode three, so keep listening. People call them postmortems, evaluations, appraisals, reviews, retrospectives. We call them lessons learned, and we're sharing ours with you.